Hey guys, welcome back to the DDD Buzz podcast where you can find all the news and updates surrounding the door-to-door industry. This week's episode is sponsored by Gabe Hamaday at Axex Financial, A-X-E-X Financial. If you feel like you pay too much in taxes, Gabe specializes in helping door-to-door reps save on their taxes and also maximize their investments. If you want to schedule a free one-on-one consultation to learn more, we'll put his link in the show notes. All right, guys, let's hop into the episode. We're here with Corey Clark. You know, everyone was asking us in, in the messages that they wanted Corey Clark here on the podcast. And we got him, brought, brought him here. So we're pumped to have him on today, chat about mental health and door-to-door, big topic. So Corey, th- thanks for being here, man. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm stoked to be here. It's a uh... Yeah, I, I, it's a good, good topic. I love, I love doing this and it's a, I, the summer has been pretty crazy and hectic, but it's like mid August right now. So it's, it is slowing down like a little bit. So you hit me at the right time for a, a podcast. It's been good. I'm, I'm glad that's, that's when we got you because people yeah. can prep for next summer. I mean, we'll get into all of that, but for sure, j- just give us an intro, man, on, you know, what you do backstory. What, what should people know about you, man? Yeah. So super quick backstory. Um, you know, I got into industry like a lot of, a lot of people in the industry kind of, um, and just was in school, uh, during my undergrad. And then I did, so essentially I worked in, in sales all through my undergrad and through grad school. So roughly about six years, um, pretty much all of that, like four years of that was door to door. So um, sold a lot of pest control. <laughs> um, and, um, always wanted to become a therapist. That was always the plan. So, well, not always, but once I decided that was the, the route, uh, which was about sophomore year of college, I decided just to kind of go full blown and make that what I was kind of shooting for to, to, to go and, and do and career wise. And so, um, sales was always an avenue for me just to make, uh, the amount of money I needed to make in the, in a short amount of time so that I could pay for school and, and make it happen because I knew grad school was going to be expensive. And anyway, so yeah, that's, that's essentially the biggest reason I worked in sales was because it was something I was good at and there was not another opportunity out there that was going to give me that money to, to pay for school. And that's just facts. And then you didn't want to like go out by the Raptor, the Tesla, it was just, just to yeah, you know, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, I, I mean, I was a high performer, but yeah, everything went to school. I graduated school debt-free, but poor. Yeah, debt-free, but poor for sure. So, um, and then I started a business and so, yeah. And then uh, luckily it, it all worked out, but um, yeah, my first, my first couple summers doing, doing this job, I, I've always been a pretty high performer, but also just burnt out big time. And the reason I came back again was I just needed money for school. And so I kept doing it, Um, but um, fell in love with it over time. Um, But that was a big thing. You know, I I think I remember, I remember struggling mentally and emotionally in terms of like, man, I'm good at this, but I am freaking gassed. And people being like, well, dude, are you doing your morning routine or, or what my dude? And I'm like, man, (laughs) I'm trying I'm trying to do all the things that I think I should be doing. Um, and it just never seemed like it was really creating, uh, the change I wanted to, to really have that mental and emotional longevity in, in this job. And so it really, honestly, it really wasn't until becoming a therapist and going to grad school and working with clients that I was like, really started creating change on my, for myself in some, some ways. And then just being involved in the change process of so many individuals, couples, families, just clients. And I was just like, I was working a sales job in grad school at the time while seeing like 20 clients a week and for therapy. And, 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 and I just like, just put these two worlds together and it was just like, I don't know, it was just clear as day for me. And so I just started kind of, at first it was just like, how can I take some of this of what I'm learning and implement in my own life? And so that's what I did. And then I just saw a ton of results in my own life. And then I started doing uh, towards the very, very tail end of grad school started just like, doing some free trainings for companies and just seeing if it was, would work for other people doing a lot of free work. And, um, and it just started working and it wasn't just for myself, but it was for other people. And then, um, 
yeah, worked toward, you know, got licensed and did the, and then started the business. So um, essentially just kind of put the therapy world and the sales world together to essentially just help sales reps perform the way they want to without having to be so mentally, emotionally drained throughout the process. So. Dude, that's amazing, man. You're, you're uh, changing the industry more than, you know, most it wasn't, it definitely wasn't part of the plan, man. Like I, part of me misses the the traditional way of therapy too. Like I, I, my whole thing was like, I was going to go do like start a couple's practice and just do couples therapy as like something I really enjoyed. And then this was just like, I don't know, man, I just went for it and it's worked out and I love it. It's been way more fun than I could have ever imagined. Dude, I, that's so crazy. Like it's just crazy. Cause there's, there was nothing like that in door to door, at least that I ever knew of when I was, you know, yeah. full-time knocking doors, everyone was struggling. I mean, there's and, always been mindset talk for sure. Right. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, this is different. Yeah. Way different. You know, this is legit. Like not like hurrah, hooray. Yeah. You know? It's like, Hey, how can we legit, like, I don't know. I mean, you're the expert. We'll get into it. Like, how do you really overcome things? Um, yeah, for sure. Well, dude, yeah. Like just take us through, like, just what you've seen over you know the last little bit what's like the state of mental health and door-to-door like yeah generically broadly yeah that's a really really good question what's the state of mental health and door-to-door um there's a lot of good man there's a lot of good and i think even the the beginning of you know when this industry was you know really created and the culture that was created obviously with anything there's going to be a culture that's created and so part of what you were just touching the hoorah and you know there's some ton of value in that culture of like, dude, freaking work hard, push through, you know, grind it out, do your thing, work harder than other people, like do your morning routines, be positive. Like, you know what I'm saying? All the do pump up meetings, whatever. There's so much value in that stuff. I mean, the the door-to-door space has achieved, the people in this industry have achieved so freaking much. It's, It's insane, right? Yeah. And so there's so much good there, except there's also this underlining huge other side of this culture that started and no one really talked about. I mean, I remember when I first was starting this business and I, and I talked with like a VP of a company um, just, just to like, see if it'd be a good idea. Like, Hey, is this something that people would invest in? Right. And he goes, he said, dude, burnouts, dude burnout's just a thing it's gonna happen there's no there's no solving it it's just like it's just how it is you just gotta like it's just you gotta you gotta recruit a ton you're gonna lose some recruit a ton lose some recruits and i'm just like i'm like man i don't know if i want to believe that (laughs) right there is going to be some level of mental and emotional exhaustion that happens in this job no matter what i mean you're fitting like a 12-month job in like especially if you're doing the summer route you're fitting like a 12-month job in like a four and a half month period so like there is going to be some level at the end of it where you're like, eh, I'm, I'm ready to probably have a break. Right. Yeah. Um, but there's so much unnecessary mental, emotional struggles that go on that just don't need to be there that add to that burnout. Right. And yeah. that's essentially what that wasn't ever really talked about. And that just, there was like, sometimes this grind, 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 do it, do hard thing, whatever that, that culture that's so valuable and created we kind of missed the boat a little bit on finding also that balance between like low key, we're kind of creating some other issues because now, now it's turning into, I'm avoiding. I, I can't, I can't talk about, Oh, I'm feeling super dude. How there's so many reps in this industry that literally wake up with pits in their stomach. Dude, that was me for, I mean, yeah. So long, you know, every yeah. rep, if you don't, they yeah. say like, you don't, you're crazy. You know? Yeah. So, so, and part of it is like, at least a little there's, bit. <laughs> yeah. There's some, Oh, of course there's some normalcy there, but then to the point where it's like, dang, I feel sick. Like some reps are like throwing up in the morning. Like I, I I've had that over and over where reps are straight up throwing up almost every morning before they go do a job. I'm like, is that, is that how we want to do this thing? Is that, it? and, and, and it, it is solvable. We don't have to do the job that way. Right now. Of course, there's going to be anxiety. Of course, there's going to be emotions. Of course, there's going to think, but it's just a matter of like, if I just continue, if we, if we build a culture around avoidance too, mm. because we're so focused on just like, dude, just push through grind. Now we're, now we're avoiding maybe issues that we need to address that actually would alleviate a lot of stress and pressure and anxiety and, and actually keep us away from 
from that big level burnout, right? Because your body can only experience certain emotions and stress for so long, so many days in a row before one day your body's like, Hey bro, I ain't trying to do today. <laughs> right. Yeah. Where it's like, Hey, we've been uh, pushing a little too much. And uh, just to let you know, dude, I'm pretty much gassed. Right. <laughs> no, and, so and so that's why that addressing not like I'm all about address. Don't avoid, you know? So yeah. essentially, that's my a big motto I have. Well, dude, what you were just saying, it's like, what are your thoughts on, um, you know, we have the like sales training, but dude, it just hit me. It's like, yeah, we should probably to get, you know, get it before it actually happens. We should probably have emotional training. And I don't know if you've thought about, you know, making training videos, selling them to companies, but dude, I feel like, I mean, yeah, you can go out and consult and do whatever. I don't know exactly how you do your business. Yeah. But- yeah. So yeah, that's, that is what too, but the whole training, dude, it's like, we need that along with the sales training it needs to be necessary. 100%. Yeah, no, I have a, so that's how I started, um, how I first started my business. And obviously when you start a business, things adapt and change, you know, cause you figure out what works, what's not working, yada, yada. Um, when I first started it, I, I had a program that I built and I just was going biz, like door to like business to business sales. Essentially I was pitching anybody that had a sales team. And I would come in and essentially consult. And I landed like three clients Two, one of them was door to door was a small team. And then two, like were some inside sales staff anyways. And it just, it wasn't scalable because I like, as I was working with those three clients, I couldn't even like go and prospect because I was busy. Right. And so I was like, okay, this isn't going to work long-term. Um, and that's not how I wanted to do things. Um, and so essentially very quickly, I was only like six months into it. And then I pivoted and I developed like an online course. So yeah, so I have like an online course content. So essentially what you're saying is I, ha- I have that created. Um, it's all about, yeah, building. It's all focused around the, the mental and emotional aspect of this game and, and how to, to develop in those areas effectively. It's not really about do your more. It's not about the things that you know. It's more about let's get to know you on a deeper level so you can solve deeper constraints. Um, and then in addition to the course, obviously I do a lot of one-on-one sessions with reps and company trainings and, um, you know, workshops and those type of things too. Yeah. I mean, guys, if, if you're an owner listening, regional rep, like, yeah, you need to hit Corey up, um, to consult, get the training. Like, I think that should be required, honestly, in door to door, like, like not ethically but literally just help out your reps it's like you can't just be like hey here's some sales training let me throw you on the doors I mean it's been happening for so long that people are just used to it and like you said there's it's good like to just just kind of get thrown out there it's kind of like on a mission you know a lot of the um, LDS reps that sell it's like dude they learned how to do that on their mission totally the same you build resilience, but like you said, there just comes a point where it's like, if yeah. you're not improving your emotions with that resilience and it's actually getting worse, like anyway, so I think, I think it should be necessary. I, well, I, I, I appreciate you sharing that. I think it's been fun. You know, I'm, I'm like three years in it now and this every year, this, it just gets more and more traction, right? Like more and more leaders are like, Hey dude, what are you doing, man? You know? And, and it's like, and, and that's the thing too, right? In this industry, I, I think kind of what happened to is the way I kind of explain it very in a very simple way is like in our brains, we have an emotional side of our mind and a logical side of our mind, right? And naturally, each of us, we're going to lean more towards one way or the other. Ideally, we want to find a balance between logic and emotion throughout our day, right? But you know, the sales reps that are like, I, I, and self-disclosure, I'm, I lean more towards the emotional side. That's part of the reason why I burnt out was because when I was feeling good, dude, I was crushing it. When I was not feeling good, there was, I wasn't selling a thing. Mm-hmm. So like it was out, it wasn't abnormal for me to go get a seven day and then a two day and then a two day and a bagel and then an eight day and a five, you know, it was just like, there was too much fluctuation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, obvious, yeah. Anyways, I can touch on that later, but I, so I do lean more towards an emotional side. And so I needed to find that balance between emotion and logic. Right. Um, but I think what happened in the industry is the, the just go push through grind harder, do the thing is a really, really good formula for that person who leans really heavily towards that logical side of the mind. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you notice, like sometimes the really high performers in this job uh, and the ones that in, in this industry, right? If you're a high performer, what then what's the next step? You know, you build a team mm-hmm. and then you become a leader and then yeah. you have a team, right? And so I think 70% of the industry, the leaders, or if, if not more, were very heavy towards this logical side because if you notice, sometimes some of these dudes that are really, really top performers, they're kind of like, boop, 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 like kind of robots a little bit. They're not, they're not, but they're just like, there's like nothing that like, it's like, oh, of course I'm going to show up to work and work hard. Right. It's like, it's like, it's just like no question. Right. And, and it's just very dipping into that emotional side is just also kind of hard for them in relationships. So in terms of like, maybe really empathizing with the rep that's struggling, it's like, sometimes it doesn't really click. Right. And so I think we got in the industry, we got so many leaders in this logical side of the, of the, of the realm, which is so good. We need that. We need those, we need those type of reps, but I think that's essentially why it was neglected a little bit too of this other, like, I would actually say majority lean, especially nowadays, majority actually lean more probably towards this emotional side of mind. And so you get these reps that, What's that? I just said so much good stuff. Like that's so true, dude. Dude, it's so true. I'm just thinking back from buddies that are selling right now. Like, dude, I just had a buddy. He's telling me, he's like, yeah, my leader. um, He's like, just like you were saying, super logical. And I know best. Dude, I love those guys. I mean, sorry, best sales rep ever. Yeah. And what I've just seen, it's like, just because you're a good sales rep doesn't mean that you're going to be the best manager and not, not at knock against anyone, but like what you were just saying, it's good to understand to be like, wait, why am I losing reps? Like, and it's like, dude, I'm so, I sell so much. I leave from the front. I'm good. But it's like, okay, dude, well, what about when your rep, a rookie rep goes out, struggles, doesn't want to knock. It's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, bro, why are you not knocking? You lazy? It's like, no, dude, the best managers I've seen are the ones that are like, like, I'll just straight up say Carson Bird at Rid. Dude, he left from the front, but emotionally he understood. He could empathize and be like, hey, bro, you're, uh, you know, it's fine. Like, let's just work through this. And and it's like, anyways, that's kind of my thoughts. Like sales reps, it's totally different to be a manager and to help people like what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, that's essentially, yeah, you're, you're spot on there, dude. I think, uh, there's, there's so many, when it comes to, when it comes to retention too. think about how many rookies come out and then they don't come out a second year. I mean, there's so many, and obviously that's going to happen to some extent, right? This is, again, this is a hard job. And to some extent there is going to be some mental emotional exhaustion by the end of it. Right. Naturally. Um, and it's not an easy job, even if you are in a good mental and emotional state, like there's, it's hard, but there's so many people that give this job a shot and say, this not sales is just not for me. And then they literally like almost hold resentment towards sales. They're like, dude, sales just isn't for me. When in, when in reality, like maybe that person, maybe that rep just leans a little bit more towards this emotional side of mind and could have been a really, really solid rep but we missed out on an opportunity to help connect that, that bridge between getting them to the point where they're being able to kind of master their emotional selves a little bit better on the doors. Right. Um, and so that's the other side that this is more of my business kind of grown to is, which has been, wasn't obviously the intention starting out, but it's grown into that just naturally is, you know, I've now created a whole management package where I work with managers too and helping managers better understand how to help their reps mentally and emotionally when they're struggling. And that has been, that has been really, really, really fun for me. Um, and I, 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 and meaningful too. Yeah, well, dude, it's like reps, <clears throat> dude, I can't believe you. You're one of the smartest guys, dude. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let me go and just consult. Okay. That's cool. All right, well, let me go and train on the reps. Well, that's good. But if their managers aren't helping them emotionally, it doesn't really do any good if they're struggling and it's just like, listen, go and watch the videos. It's like, then you take it a step further and say, wait, let's get to the root of the problem. Like if the managers 
and yeah, because up their reps, that's solving. That's really something I started implementing more this summer because, again, trial and error. When you start a business, you learn things and you fail and you figure things out and you make things better and improve things with time. Was I quickly realized that when I could work with the like, there's been a few companies that like contracted me out, and I've been able to like really take it, like dip myself into the culture, and and that's been really fun. But when I but now it's really shifted more towards just like working with a lot of individuals at a lot of different companies, you know, whether it be pests, solar alarms, whatever it is, specifically more in door to door than anything else. But I've noticed that like, there's sometimes we're like, I wish I could create this change, but I can't because I'm not the manager. And so sometimes it's like helping a rep better tolerate the anxiety of working with the manager that sometimes is difficult and not, and knowing that like, you don't need to depend emotionally on it's ideal when a manager can, can be that healthy role in terms of support sometimes or, or helping work through things. But sometimes that's, it's also important for the rep to know, no matter who my manager is, I'm in charge of how I feel and what goes on. And like, obviously I want to place myself in positive cultures, but if I am in a negative culture, like I get to choose what to do with that and help tolerate some of that. So it's both sides. It's like working with the rep on tolerating some discomforts in a situation that might be not as healthy. And then also I do want to work with the managers too and help more managers create positive cultures, create that positive change, create that positive experience. So it's that healthy blend between the two. So with reps, you know, with all that, you were just talking about how to deal with anxiety if I'm a rep listening, like, what are some tips or like yeah. uh, you have for reps to help deal with this anxiety, this mental health and door to door? Because we've talked a lot broadly, but I think yeah. a lot of reps would love to know like specific tips. I know that your training does that, but just on yeah, this yeah. podcast, it's like a couple of things that they could take away from it. Yeah, totally. I think, I think some of the biggest things, right? Like, um, obviously everybody's every when it comes to mental health too one of my biggest things I like to preach to is like everybody's different and then there is like it's situational it does depend right it, it, it does depend on who you are and, and the tendencies you have what it may be so first thing first is I think self-awareness is like one of the most valuable valuable like things that you can really embrace is like I think I think a lot of people think that they're self-aware and they are in some aspects, but I think we're not really taught to like, oh, let's actually understand what's going on in this moment and process, process it. Right. And so I think um, that's something I love to, to do with clients is essentially help them better understand themselves so that they can get to that point and that route and that thing faster and easier. So they, they don't, doesn't let them, doesn't debilitate them, but rather now they know what they know so they can make the choice that they they do want to make right but too often i think we're just reactionary and we're like oh i'm anxious but i'm i know i'm anxious but i'm not really doing anything about it i just kind of got this pit in my stomach so i'm just still going to show up to training me i'm still going to do it whatever <laughs> yada yada but i haven't actually taken a second just to like process or think or you know and it's just kind of that's real. like huge i i think that any successful person that's their number one skill is self-awareness. So yeah, it's do, huge. Do you agree on that? It's like hundred percent. Door to door can teach you anything. It's sales skills, but if you can master self-awareness, that's the most important thing I think you can learn in door to door. Yep. And and essentially, how I explain self-awareness is just like really, really trying to understand yourself on a deeper level so you can solve bigger problems easier. Um, and then, and then I think it's having a system in place for daily experiences to where if you are feeling off, you know how to handle it. And one thing for me is helps me process things in the moment is like, I like to build awareness around what I'm feeling. So like, I like to essentially, instead of like, oh, I'm anxious. It's like, well, maybe actually I'm insecure right now. Mm. Right. But I'm calling it anxiety, but in low key, I'm, I'm insecure. So it's like identifying really what you're feeling, because the truth is like, if I have a pit in my stomach and I'm feeling anxious, but, but really I feel, um, pressure. It's, it's actually two different things mm -hmm. because 
you can't really solve the problem unless you know what's really going on, right? So sometimes identifying the emotion of really what it is helps me better understand what the real problem is. And when I understand what the real problem is, I'm, it's, which is also a logical process, me thinking about it, you know, so I'm now dipping back into the side of the mind is now I'm able to better problem solve and look at, look at solutions and look at things that actually might help me rather than get stuck in this anxiety trap and it actually puts me in a deeper hole. For example, for example, um, I had a, this was literally just yesterday. I had a rep that was, um, we just started working together essentially. Um, obviously this industry is big in terms of goals, right? You know, it's like set your goal and, 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 and something with, with this, with this industry too, it's like you either hit your goal or you freaking die. It's, there's no like when in reality and like in, i think in the real world people talk about goals more of like you know shoot what is it shoot for the moon and land amongst the stars right it's like like the concept of like hitting a goal and if you like get farther than you like were planning on like it's good right but in this space it's like no you hit your goal or you freaking suck dude yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Never, never truer words ever been smoked, spoken. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think there's naturally a lot of pressure when someone says, Hey, this is my goal. It's like a lot of pressure with that. And so this rep, which is, was in a normal situation. I think that a lot of reps sometimes fall into is he was having, he was kind of in this boat of having to reevaluate his goal. Right. And so, um, cause he logically, as he looked at it logistically, it, it didn't really it didn't look like he was going to hit it with the time frame he has. He has like a month left and has to get a pretty significant amount in a month. Um, and so he, uh, before we even chatted, he had already reevaluated. Anyways, emotionally, um, he was just feeling like he he was calling it. He was just calling it like I'm not motivated. I'm I'm just not motivated anymore, right? And when in reality, when we dove in, he was feeling embarrassed. Mm. He was feeling embarrassed. So I'm like, I'm calling it, I'm not motivated or like I'm unfocused or whatever. I'm depressed, whatever you want to call it. But in reality, when we dove in, he's feeling embarrassed. See the difference? Mm. I'm like, why are we feeling embarrassed? He's like, well, I didn't. And it was all this goal related. It was all this goal related. And so essentially part of our solution was processing that and essentially knowing, grieving the loss of this goal that I set. And having to reevaluate and knowing that, hey, like, I think the, the mindset shift there was that there is a there is a scenario three option when it comes, comes to goals. It's not just scenario one, I hit my goal. Scenario two, I didn't. The scenario three is, hey, let's, let's keep this goal that we originally had and keep working towards it. And let's just see how close we can get. And so he actually kept the same goal he had. And we're just now focusing on the process of just like, just do today. And trust that as you work hard today, things will fall into place and you're going to end up where you're supposed to be. That's right. And so problem and yeah, really understood it and helped him like that's, that's what needs to be done. Yeah. Cause now he's able to, you know, hopefully essentially this next month actually get the, get a decent month rather than overstressing about this goal and actually not performing. Right. Yeah. He's just able to just do his thing and he's going to end up farther than he would have been otherwise. Well, and about, feel good throughout the process because if you go a month feeling embarrassed and shame yeah that sucks and, it sucks. Home, and you're probably gonna have a, a bad off season like that's just gonna linger with you yeah and so that's what i'm saying dude like what you were saying is amazing and like so <laughs> true like if reps don't understand what you've just have said like you know me i've had anxiety i think a lot of people have and dude totally. it's i have anxiety dude not to like bash on anyone, but it's like, what is anxiety? It's what yeah. you're saying. It's, it's just a broad term of totally dude. Oh, but it's like, what you're saying is, Hey, you need to get down to the deeper level and understand. Like for me, sometimes I know, you know, if I was feeling anxious in the neighborhood, it was because I didn't train good enough in the off season. So then yeah. I was like, I have this goal to hit X amount. But I'm like thinking, dude, like I'm, I can't sell that much. I didn't even work to yeah. create that. So like, that's what happened after my first summer. And I'm like, gosh, 
So then I was in the neighborhood all anxious, but in reality, it was a lack of, you know, I'd call yeah. it like embarrassment or just like insecurity. You're feeling insecure in yourself, right? That can I do this? And so, yeah, which so, created that anxiety, which actually kept you farther away from achieving. Exactly, yeah. dude. It's like reps need to understand that if you have anxiety, it's like it is anxiety, but what's the deeper meaning totally. of it? That's, I think that's the best thing that you could take from this um, 100%, 100%. and that's what you that's what you help people understand is how can you become self-aware and get to that deeper yeah. level right yeah because that's the yeah because the one one part of the yeah working with clients which is just really fun is that everybody's different you know everybody's got reasons why you know they have certain tendencies or traps that they fall into whatever it may be you know um i had a rep that i was just talking with i think it was also yesterday that just essentially just it's extremely in, in relationships in general, outside of sales, extremely conflict avoidant. Mm. And, and without going into detail in terms of like, there's, there's reasons why he's conflict avoidant in relationships. Mm. Right. But this is a job where instantly one of the hardest parts about sales is the first you're, you're building 50 to 150 plus relationships a day. And the first 30 seconds of that relationship, your presence essentially is not very wanted, mm-hmm. right? That's freaking wild, dude. Our bodies aren't used to that. Like in daily life, even if you're at the grocery store and chatted up with a stranger, most of the time they're, they're probably going to be pretty cordial with you. Yeah. Right. But in this job, like you, they knock the door and instantly it's like, you know, low key that the customer's like their objective at that point is to what? Get you off the porch. Get you off their porch. Right. <laughs> yep. And so we have to, again, since we realize that that's a normal reaction, we got to push through smoke screens and do all that. And, you know, because that's valuable, but for someone who's conflict avoidant, they might emotionally see that situation as conflict. And so what's their tendency avoid. So now I'm feeling insecure. I'm feeling less confident in my ability to push through the smoke screen because this goes against my tendency that I've developed for freaking 22 years. Mm-hmm. So processing that working through that and creating that deeper level change can help that person like no you're allowed to be assertive right now and this is how and connecting some dots working through things rewiring things a little bit and figuring it out right so essentially that's the that's the other side to the self-awareness piece is sometimes it is important to connect some of these dots so that you can kind of move away from them and then not hold you back in this job so well yeah dude i mean like on helping reps do that, if I'm a manager and I have some rookies coming out, like what, like what's some tips on just helping them, you know, understand that and like, Hey, like, let me train you on sales, but here's just some emotional tips on helping you get in, you know, get into the flow door to door. Cause they yeah. say there's that first like two week to six week, like, yeah, I think they're like, big- not in the climb. For sure. I think the biggest thing with managers is, and this is, this is something, even the logical minded manager, that's kind of like, you know, kind of robotic a little bit. Um, If that's you, I'm sorry. I'm making fun of you, dude. Just know that actually there's a big part of me. There's part of me that's also jealous. Yeah. Uh, There's part of me that's jealous of your ability to just do the job and, and do it well <laughs> um, and stay level-headed. But I think managers in general, even if I was in a management position, you know, leaning towards emotional side, this is something I'd struggle with. And it's something I did struggle with when I was in management, but, um, but it's something that's I've just learned over time and as a therapist and, and working with clients too, and um, is when somebody approaches me, and if you're married, you'll understand this too, when your wife comes to you with a problem, they're like, I'm struggling or your employee or whatever comes to you and they're struggling. What goes on for you is you actually start to probably experience some anxiety because what you, because you are now in a position where you feel because you are the manager, it's, you feel like it's your duty and responsibility to help and solve this issue. Mm-hmm. Right. And so what we do is we jump straight into what we jump straight into a solution, right? We jump straight into out of our own anxiety, because we really don't sometimes know how to solve what's going on for this rep. 
we say something like, dude, you just got to freaking go knock. True, 100% yes, dude. You can't have success in this job unless you go freaking knock doors, right? That's 100% true. But sometimes I got to know that like, maybe there's a couple steps there in there before we get to this point of, obviously that rep's gonna be like, well, no, Sherlock, Yeah. right? They're gonna be like, I know I gotta go knock doors, dude. Right. But I'm telling you, I'm struggling with X, Y, and Z. Right. I'm because what they're saying is maybe they're saying, dude, nobody wants to buy from me today. Everybody's a freaking whatever. DIY or has a company already. Yeah. And so, and so I think that's what the, the manager hears that when in reality, so there's two parts where the manager hears that and then says like, dude, you just got to keep going and kind of invalidates this whole experience that the reps bring up to some extent, because it's kind of the rep also. And so I'll, I'll get to the rep in a little bit. So, so the manager could do a better job of like, what's really going on for this rep? What is this rep really saying? Right. Cause most likely he's probably saying, dude, I feel kind of inadequate today. I've knocked four hours. Haven't sold anything, feeling a little inadequate. I'm checking leaderboard. I'm comparing myself to my peers and it's freaking sucks. Okay, now we're kind of getting to a little bit of a deeper issue that we can actually like work through. So if the manager says, dude, I've been there too. I've felt inadequate on the doors too. And I know it's hard. This is a job that puts you in those types of situations. What do you feel like we can do about it? Now, now the rep's like, well, I guess, you know, just keep going. Dude, you keep going. What if we, what if we go knock 75 doors, literally give everything you got. And then give me, give me, shoot me a text after I'm, proud of you for going out there and, and making it happen different experience right the rep's telling himself he needs to go and knock doors that's, that's what i'm saying he's now <laughs> now he's creating the solution for himself right and so so again that's that's the step essentially for the manager is like maybe asking yourself okay what is this rep really saying before i jump into a solution mode let's how can i explore how do i get them talking get them understanding now the rep side though i'm a big believer that complaining is just Complaining really never needs to happen. That's that's coming out of a place of lack of self-awareness. If you are complaining, you don't know what the frick's going on with you at the moment. But complaining happens because naturally, as humans, we feel negativity. Like negativity is going to pass through the mind, pass through the body. It's just normal. But when we experience hard things, where it may be, and we're not processing it well, naturally, as humans, we, we need to process. We need to get it out. We need to solve and work through things. And so how we do that is by complaining. That's our body's way of coping with something that's going on. Is we say like, wow, nobody, everyone's, freaking, everyone's freaking mean today. Dude. <laughs> but if you called your manager and approached him in a situation and said, dude, honestly, I've been working really hard. And part of me is just feeling like super inadequate. I know I'm, I'm going to keep working. I'm going to keep pushing. I just want to kind of get that off my chest. <sighs> Right. Wow. If a manager heard their rep say that, he'd be like, you're a freaking dog, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Like you are the man. Nobody's going to look at that and go like, dude, you're such a wuss. Yeah. Stop complaining, bro. It's like the complaining, the complaining is, is what, what is weak. Well, we're human, dude. You just need to feel validated. Right. And on the doors, we're just getting our teeth kicked in. And it's like, if you're new to this job, you just need someone like, yeah. like I would just call my mom or someone just every once in a while, maybe like mm-hmm. once a week when I'm, when I'm on the doors and just be like, this sucks. Yes. Mom, this sucks. And then she's just like, I'm oh sorry. yeah, I know, but you're doing so great. It's awesome. Yeah. Great. Yeah. And be like, oh, thanks mom. Be like, okay, let's go knock. But yeah, yeah. it's kind of like complaining, but I, I, I would, would never want to complain to my manager. You know, it's like, if you're going to complain, oh, right. I, I would say, yeah, call someone that a loved one a friend and complain to them but your manager dude call them when like what you just said it's like hey it's vulnerability is what that was what i just did yeah there's a difference between vulnerability and complaining yep the more we can own take ownership of our crap and a lot and learn how to communicate what's really going on and that's another thing i help clients with all the time is how do i get to that point of really understand what's going on and communicate it in an effective way right um but yeah, there's a difference between vulnerability and complaining. Complaining, really, there's never a place for it. Um, 
sometimes, I mean, I guess, I mean, obviously as a human, I complain too. There's moments I complain. I'm not freaking perfect at that point, you know, but, but yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a, it's a moment of weakness, truthfully, you know, um, I, and, and that's where, but as a manager too, like if I was in a management position managing whatever hundred reps, whatever it is, I would also understand though, just because I now I'm aware that complaining is coming out of a place that's like, kind of a like this is there's not really room for it and this is coming out of a place of like this rep not knowing themselves i'm not going to be like condemn complaining i'm not going to be like dude you're freaking just complaining now if it ends up becoming a problem you have to have those hard conversations but rather i would take the the road of saying okay they don't know what they don't know let me try to walk them through the process let me try to help them and, and, and understand that thing whatever's going on and that's why Reps do a better job of being vulnerable, not complaining. Managers do a better job at trying to help reps get to that, what's really going on state and actually talk about it rather than just jump to solutions and solve. That's good advice right there for managers. I love that. Well, last two things, man, before uh, this has been amazing, but there's two things I'm just like, gosh, this would be so good. The the first one is... um, what are your thoughts on um, a rep trying to un- a rep trying to or a rep understanding what he's in control of and what he's not in control of? And mm. like, do you think that's one of the biggest things that you can do door to door? Oh, 100 percent. I mean, like people have preached it for a long time, right? Control your controllables. Everybody hears that. And then sometimes reps that are struggling, they're like, yeah, dude, control your controllables, dude. <laughs> right. And they're it's like, mean, yeah, it's talked about all the time, you know. <laughs> but but it is, it is so true. I, I think uh um in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, like in, in addiction, they have a thing called serenity prayer. Mm-hmm. Um the serenity prayer is um, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change the wisdom to change or the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of power in, there are things, and it's just, I think it's that reflection of like, what are things that I cannot change, you know, and, and, and have the serenity to be able to accept the things I cannot change the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference because in life in general, especially in this job, there's already so much that's going to be out of your control, you know? And so that's why I think when people preach morning routine, why I do think it is valuable because that's something you can do to kind of gain some control back in a job where it's already, there's so much out of your control. So if I wake up and I'm already out of control and then I go into a job that's out of control, it's hard. But if I go do a morning routine and I gain some control back, it might help me face and tolerate some of this out of control a little easier. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and that's so like everyone preaches morning routine. Routines. Yeah. And that's where like, for me, I'm like, I'm all about preaching these things. I just want to understand the why behind it and really understand because mm-hmm. it helps me motivate myself. Set that foundation first. Yeah. And that's what a lot of reps just don't know. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of, I think there is, what I've found is there are logistical things that help me lean more towards the logical side of the mind. Like I kind of have, okay, a certain amount of doors that I should knock in a day right? Like if I don't knock this amount of doors, do I really have room to like complain too much or like to be super, to, if it, do I have room to feel super inadequate if I haven't knocked them out of these doors, right? Because it is, there is a lot of averages, right? And so there's like little, I think it's find your logistical truths that help you tolerate some of this out of control, right? Um, Love that. Find the logistical truths that help you tolerate the out of control. Dude, that's that's true for anyone in life, not just going to Oh, door. 100%. Holy cow. I love like, that. Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like me being so overwhelmed about I have to hit this goal. It takes away some logistical truth because now they think, here's an example. Oh, I got to get 400 accounts this summer. So I got to do five a day every day. And so the day they get two, they're like, oh, frick, I'm three behind. I got to get eight tomorrow. And I'm like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> That's not what is truth is if you look at a summer, how, what are the chances you hit five a day every day throughout the whole summer? Impossible. Dude, impossible. <laughs> Within a level of consistency, fluctuations allowed. Mm-hmm. 
So, so again, it's just like logistical truths that help maintain the out of control. That, yeah, that's true for anyone. I'm, dude, I freaking love that. I'm going to take that and just think about that this whole I'm week. Um, yeah. Dude, let's just end, end with a banger right here. Okay. <laughs> what are your thoughts on meds and Red Bull? And door -door. Oh, that is a that is a banger. Yeah, dude. I've been wanting to ask you that this whole time. So for those dude, of you that love, love that end, you asked, love that you asked. Let's do um, it. Adderall is needed for people in, in certain situations, obviously with with ADHD, if you have been diagnosed with that. And I know there's a lot of reps that use Adderall. Um, and just justify it like you know they they have adhd and and who knows i'm not i'm not their i'm not their doctor i'm not you know whatever i i'm not going to be that judge for them you guys can be that judge for yourself um if you don't use it at all in the off season but you use it just in the summer that might be a good i there might be a little telling tale that like maybe you don't need it um and maybe there's some other ways but again i'm not gonna i'm not fully against it um I think it's just personally for me, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, if I don't need it to start a business and do my thing and do whatever, like I, I and it, if it's going to help me in certain ways, sure. And push harder. Uh, that's not why I'm going to, I'm not going to use it for that reason, but that's my choice. That doesn't have to be your choice. That's my choice. Now caffeine though, that's probably more where I am. I do have more of an opinion. Um, Cause this one's kind of like a more of your own moral dilemma choice that you're making yeah. for yourself. Right. Like meds, dude, everyone's going to be like, but it, everyone like, has a stronger opinion, but caffeine is like, tell us Corey, tell yeah, us. Yeah. So caffeine. So, so again, I'm, I'm a hundred percent pro caffeine. I'm pro caffeine. Um, I, I take caffeine. I'm just pretty, uh, smart. I, I think I'm smart about how you use it. Um, and so you got to find what works for your body. I will tell you this. In terms of the energy drinks that are out there, most of them, there's a lot of reps right now, probably mid-August, that are drinking one energy, one energy drink, maybe two energy bangs drinks a day. Or, uh, uh, bangs, dude. Yeah, and bangs that bang the that they're that, that. that bang that they're pounding in the morning, they're still feeling super tired. Yep. And that's 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 the red flag. That's the red flag. Like if you are drinking energy drinks, energy drinks, but you still feel fatigue, dude there's a, there's an issue there. Right. And so the issue is not caffeine. I think that's where, at least for me, the issue is not caffeine, but I've done that I've drinking, you know, where I drink energy drinks and I'm like, dude, these energy drinks are literally almost creating more fatigue for me. Right. And, and part of it is like, there's a lot of crap in some of these drinks where short term, like when you first start it and you first start a drink, whatever, it's like, boom, this bang freaking making me go wild. Mm -hmm. But then you consistently do it over time with also avoiding what you need to address, right? Kind of what we were talking about earlier. And I think it just creates this natural more fatigue. It's actually not helping you. Um, and so for me, my caffeine routine, um, I take about, I, I do like 200 milligrams a day, um, but I do a zip fizz in the morning. I don't know if you know what a zip fizz is. And this, oh, is, yeah. Yeah, this is just personally for me, what I like, but zip fizz, you can find them at Costco. I think they're pretty good. They're just full of tons of vitamins, almost more than you need, but the uh -huh. body can take on as many vitamins. Like it doesn't, doesn't matter. So it gives you a ton of vitamins and there's hundred milligrams of caffeine. I like doing that in the morning. Um, I do like a green, a green juice supplement midday, um, or also like kind of morning as well. Like after I drink a zip fizz, maybe I'll drink some water and like a green juice supplement or something because I don't eat a lot of greens. And so, but I know there's a lot of natural nutrients in greens. And so I do it. It's from mountain ops. There's that I buy. It's like a 30 pack tubes of just their green supplements. And I love them. Honestly, yeah. I actually get a nice energy boost from them. No caffeine in it though. Um, I, I personally like it. I drink a lot of water. Um, and then, and then sometimes midday, what I'll do is I'll either do another zip fizz or um, there's caffeine pills that are like hundred milligram pills that I'll take. So I'll take so like a caffeine. You aren't getting the acid from being. Yep. So it's just like, it's like a hundred, hundred milligram caffeine pill that sometimes I'll take midday. So I've heard, yeah, those are great. It's just straight. It's just straight caffeine. I don't know if it's, um, I think it's just healthier than some other options. I don't know if it's the healthiest <laughs> choice. Good I don't think it's it. the healthiest choice, but I do it. 
Um, and I think I know it's healthier than other options. So for me, yeah, and I like cracking open an energy drink. I enjoy that, but I just don't do it as I just can't do it anymore. Dude, I love that. Great. That was a great end to it. So that yeah. it, wasn't, it wasn't super controversial. So no, I think people think I'm like, like very like against caffeine, like against but I'm not. No, but to end it, you know, I do think that there's sales training, but also what you were just saying, then there's a mental and emotional training, but with both those, you were just barely talking about the nutritional aspect. I think that the, what I've seen, the best reps, yeah. meal prep during the summer, Dude, yeah, drink a ton actually, of water, or really get their vitamins yep. so that, yeah, you know, they might have a little bit of caffeine, but totally. what reps are doing yeah. is, dude, they're not eating breakfast, going to the gym, you know, taking their pre-workout, yep. eating a really big lunch, so then they are fatigued, so like, oh, I need dinner. Yeah, 100%. Breakfast. And then eating yep. dinner at 10 or 11 p.m., you know, that's something that should probably be addressed too. Maybe, yeah. yeah the basic nutrition is <laughs> totally through. Well, no, you're, you're spot on there. And I've had to figure this out for myself too. Cause, but yeah, the basic three, right. What's going in your body, um, movement. So exercise and then sleep, dude, sleep, like sleep is one of the first things sacrificed for some reason in the summer. When I'm like, literally sleep is how your body's recharging itself. So just good on married, you. Yeah. Just get married yeah. and you'll be good, dude. It's, it's when you're single going out, chilling every yeah. night, waking up. Yeah. And- eight you know it's, no i'm just kidding but. it's hard to make sleep a priority but man it's worth it so yeah sleep is huge um yeah meal prepping is definitely something that is a valuable asset to a summer for sure we need to get someone on here like, hey come yeah a nutritionist a nutritionist would be super well there's a lot of reps that do really take one percent i think seriously. i saw them at door-to-door con one percent meals or i don't know but it's like dude companies that should be like a bonus or incentive plan be like hey you know we're just gonna provide you're on you're on something there for sure i don't know yeah it's just something i don't know i'm just always thinking but dude that that was amazing i think just all your insights and i know that they can get different insights from your training so if you're a rep where, you know, where they, where can they contact? Yeah. Essentially, essentially the best place right now is just, uh, Instagram. Um, and if you're not on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, um, is the other place that I'm, where I'm at. Um, I'm starting to post more on TikTok, but that's like been very recent, but Instagram, uh, my tag is at the sales therapist. You'll see it. Um, and then LinkedIn, just Corey Clark. And so I post on both of those pretty much every day. Um, and you can DM me, um, you could, yeah, that's probably the best way is just DM me. Um, or you can shoot me an email too if you don't have any of those platforms. Just Corey at the sales therapist.org. Okay. Guys, it's dot org. Me, me, but this was almost not yeah because I put dot com. Yeah. And I don't have notifications on Instagram. Corey's like, dude, I don't see the link. So, anyways, dot org. Yep. Dude, and yeah, then uh, I always it. offer a as of right now, well, I probably still will always offer it. I'm just, I'm still the one doing it right now, um, but that might shift. But anyways, there's always a free call, initial free call um, that you can book just to, for us to get to know each other and see if it makes sense to work together and if it's a good fit. Cause sometimes it's not, you know, sometimes I refer clients to other places for help and whatnot, but, um, but yeah, book a free call. We can chat it up, see if it makes sense and kind of go from there. Dude, freaking Corey. Thanks for coming on, man. Yeah, absolutely. man. Changing the game and door to door. Let's keep it going. And, I appreciate it. We'll chat later and keep killing it in the industry. Okay. Thanks, brother.